Good evening, folks. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about control, letting go, and fear. Doesn't that sound like fun? Doesn't that sound like just the topic that you want to jump right on here and listen to? Maybe, maybe not. But I think it's really important. And so whatever's on my heart and whatever I'm going through and whatever's on my mind is usually the things that I end up just doing these podcasts on, whatever comes to me. And so I'm entitling this letting go of the illusion of control. So it's really, really super hard to let go. It's super hard to even realize how little control over external circumstances and other people that we have. But I do believe that it's the key to unlocking doors of peace inside of our hearts. Um, I have struggled with control issues. I will be fully transparent with you my entire life. Um, I, I'm shy and I'm an introvert, but when I, when I was younger, even in small circles of friends, um, I was the control freak, definitely. Um, uh, like to the point of like OCD stuff and all kinds of stuff, just really needed to be in control. Um, and I found a lot of friendships with people that were more than willing to let me take that control because they they just had the type of personalities that they wanted to follow the leader. Um, and then I got into a lot of relationships or some relationships with people that were very weak-willed um, and were more than, more than willing to hand over the reins to me until I met my current and forever husband. Um, he is not weak-willed and does not like to give up control himself. So we've had 10 years of an interesting relationship. We push each other's buttons like nobody's business um, because neither of us is willing to surrender control. And it's taken 10 years for me to understand where his his unwillingness to surrender control, where that really comes from, and to understand that it's extremely similar to my own. It might look different. It might show up different. He might react to things differently. He's a little more passive-aggressive. He's very, very easygoing to a point, and then he, you know, overreacts, we'll put it the nice way, whereas I um, am very quick to react, and uh, my mood is all over my face and all over the place. So, but two very, very strong-willed people that both will fight to the death. Like, we could do filibusters of our own <laughs> and never get anywhere because we will argue our point to the death um, sometimes just to, you know, keep the talk talking uh, for no need for even resolution. Um, so we we just have um, 
had many conversations, we'll say uh, heated conversations, that we were going to prove our point no matter what. And we were going to take control no matter what. And the thing is, in that trying so desperately to take control, we would often both lose control. We would lose control of our voices. We could. We would lose control of the situation. We would lose control of the argument. We would end up digging stuff up from the past that we thought had long been dealt with or been healed or perhaps buried. Um, and that that place of needing that control so badly usually comes from a place of being very, very wounded and having times in your life where you felt no control. Um, I, I think that is a, a very common experience for a lot of us that we grew up um, and that a lot of people that have trauma backgrounds or backgrounds where there was a lot of childhood neglect or abuse, abandonment issues, uh, rejection issues, those things manifest later in adulthood as an absolute need for control. Because we couldn't control anything or felt like we couldn't control anything when we were children, we strive as teenagers and young adults and adults to control situations for fear of getting hurt, for fear of feeling those horrible pains that we felt when we were younger. So in order to not feel neglect, we might try to control our partner um, to not feel rejected. We might try to control certain situations. Um, Fear is a huge part of why we won't let go. And, but it is an illusion of control. So this, the truth of the matter is outside of ourselves, there's very little that we can control. Um, we can control our reactions to things, but we can't really control a lot of things. We can manifest goodness and love and peace and light in ourselves and in our environment to a degree. But there are other people that are also manifesting things. And they could be manifesting anger and bitterness and rage and greed. And we can't control what other people are bringing to the table. All we can control is our reaction to what is being brought to the table. And it is hard. It's easy to talk about it. And I sound all peace out and chill while I'm talking about it right now. But when I'm in the middle of it and I'm fighting for that control because I'm feeling that trigger of fear and desperation, it isn't that easy. But the more that you realize that the need for control is fear-based when others are trying to come at you with that, those control issues, you can take a step back and diffuse the situation by not entering in to that heat, not entering into that fight for control. If that other person is trying desperately to claw and grasp at control, uh, if we are willing to take a step back, maybe quiet our voice down, if their voice is getting higher or more intense, we start to get our voice a little bit softer, a little bit quieter. If they're stringing together lots of words really, really quickly and erratically, we maybe pause and talk a little bit slower 
And it can really diffuse the situation if you can have compassion. That isn't the same as being a doormat and letting people walk all over you and letting people treat you horribly. But it is understanding that in that moment, that person's feeling a lot of fear-based stuff, a lot of fear-based junk, or they wouldn't be trying so hard to control. Now, some people are narcissistic in nature. Some people do want to harm you and do want to hurt you. Unfortunately, there is you know, a, a, a population out there that controls for reasons other than fear. And those are very scary people that you need to get away from. But I'm talking about the general public and the people that you, you would meet in your everyday life uh, or the people that are in your circle or in your household that have suffered a lot of trauma in their life and their way of dealing with that trauma is the illusion of control. I am, 2019 has taught me that I am in control of very, very little. I'm in control of brushing my teeth. I'm in control of getting up and taking care of the things I need to take care of in a day. I am in control of how I spend my money and where I spend my money to a, to a certain degree. I'm in control of what I wear that day or what I put in my, my belly for food and whether I do my exercise. So I'm not saying that we're out here floating on this place of we have no control over anything, so we might as well not even try. What I'm saying is we don't have control over external forces beyond our nature. I don't have control over whether it's going to snow or whether a tornado is going to rip through, you know, the town that I, the city that I live in. I don't have control over whether my husband had a really bad day at work and now it's spilling over everywhere. I don't have control over the choices that my children make. I don't have Um, control over the choices that my remaining parents make. But what I do have control over is my reaction to that and the letting go of the illusion of control. Just letting go. Um, My holidays this year do not look anything like I wanted them to look. My Thanksgiving didn't look anything like I wanted it to look. But I ended up having a really, really peaceful Thanksgiving. Now, if I didn't let go of that illusion of control and I kicked and screamed and didn't, because I wasn't getting my way, I wouldn't have had a peace-filled Thanksgiving. I would have had a miserable Thanksgiving. So I'm kind of rolling with that for Christmas as well. I've got many family members that are not speaking to each other or out of sorts or uh, just can't be together because it's too toxic and So my Christmas is going to be really, really small. And in my heart of hearts, I'm one of those people that would love to have like grandchildren's and grandchildren and cousins and nephews and nieces. And like, I would, I'd love to have a giant full table. um, But due to family circumstances being what they are and doing due to toxic relationships, not being able to be healed at this time, I don't get my way. So I let go of the illusion of control and I flow and don't force and I let be what let what comes and I what do I have control over my reaction to it what am I going to do with it how can I find peace in situations that maybe aren't peaceable how can I find happiness in situations that are not necessarily always happy How do I stop playing the victim and I step into my role as victor? 
because that's the reality of it. I can choose to walk around and being like, well, this person isn't acting the way they should be acting. So I'm going to, I'm going to step into the victim role and I'm going to sit in a corner and pout. I don't want to do that today. I'm, I'm not, I'm not choosing that for my life today. Um, I wish them well. I wish you blessings and peace in your life. Whoever chooses to um, react in anger, react in toxicity, uh, cut off relationships, uh, people that act like that now in my life, I'm just like, I let you go. I, I surrender this relationship. I surrender this situation because I can't control another human's behavior. I can only control mine. So let go of the illusion of control and step into peace. Step into peace. I hope this helped somebody today. I hope somebody can relate. And uh, I wish you all the peace and love in the world. Work with what you have. Work with what you have instead of working against what you don't. Talk to you soon.